0: This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Reed Pence. This week, if kids are playing alone in a park, should you report the parents for child abuse?
1: I just was astounded. I absolutely could not believe it. I mean, I can't think of a crueler thing to do to a mother or a family than to falsely accuse them of abusing their children.
0: How parenting has become expected or even required when Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. He's often drawn as half genius, half jerk from birth. That's not accurate. The lasting legacy of the late Steve Jobs. Then
2: most of us revert to some sort of what we call an adapter. It's a little nervous gesture that we use, a self-soothing gesture like rubbing your fingertips together.
1: What signs do you show when you're feeling tense
0: or telling a lie? I'm Marty Peterson.
2: And I'm Gary Price.
0: These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Viewpoints on your favorite radio station and subscribe and listen to shows anytime on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. A couple of years ago, then eight-year-old Dorothy Wyden, who lived in a quiet, tree-lined Chicago suburb, took her new dog, Marshmallow, for a walk around the block. Dorothy's mom, Corey, says it's a short block where just about everybody knows everybody else. So no big deal.
1: We were in the yard, had breakfast, and she said, okay, I'm going to walk Marshy. And I said, okay. And she got the leash, got him going. I walked her to the front, and then she needed to take the dog a certain distance away from me because otherwise he just listens to me and chases after me and won't listen to her. So the dog trainer was like, she needs to take the dog far enough away where he can't see you so that she can work on training because we both needed him to start listening to us. So she walked the dog basically around our block. Our yards all connect so I could see her almost the entire time. I watched her walk to the corner, then I walked back to the middle of our subdivision, watched her walk by. Then she went behind our houses, I gave her a wave and a shout through the yards, saw her go by there, and then she came around back front, and it was about literally five minutes.
0: Wyden's daughter arrived home without incident, and neither one of them thought anything more about it until a little later.
1: She was expecting a play date, and so the doorbell rang, and I said, go ahead and get it, because I thought it was her girlfriend. And she ran up the stairs to get the door, and the next thing I know, she was just sobbing and screaming, Mommy, the police are here.
0: The police told Wyden they'd gotten a call about a little girl under five years old out with her dog alone. Officers were satisfied the caller was wrong once they talked to Wyden, but the damage was done, and then some.
1: She just said, okay, and then she left, and I was thoroughly upset at that point already because it had really traumatized my daughter. It had really upset me because I thought it was ridiculous. And then a couple of days later, I got a notice in my mailbox that said, you're being investigated for child abuse. And this is what's going to happen if you have to remove your children. And there was a brochure that explains child abuse investigations and the legalities involved in them. And then it had a number for me to call. And I was astounded. I absolutely could not believe it. I mean, I can't think of a crueler thing to do to a mother or a family than to falsely accuse them of abusing their children.
0: Wyden assumed it was the police who contacted the Department of Children and Family Services, but she later found out that it was a neighbor who called both the police and a child abuse hotline.
1: We all viewed him as somebody that had gone out of their way to portray himself as a friend to our family. And he did deliberately lie several times on the call about various things. It's bizarre to say the very least, but he lied and said my daughter was four. She's clearly not (laughs) four, but he knows my daughter. He met my daughter when she moved in here two years ago. We're describing a situation where a man could see my daughter from his window 20 feet from my front door, who's made it to my front door on numerous occasions before. Why couldn't he make it to my front door that day and say, hey, I just wanted to make sure Dorothy made it home. I saw her leave. I would have had absolutely no problem with that. I would have been thrilled for something like that. He would have seen, oh, I was over here behind the house where you couldn't see me. Yeah, she's right here. That's why I lived in this area. That's the kind of thing we all do for each other, or I thought we did for each other. But uh, to call DCFS first, (laughs) that's calling a line, that hotline goes to Springfield. So he's worried that my daughter, who's 30 feet from my house, might be abducted. So he's going to call a hotline to Springfield, who shows up two days later. And it doesn't even make any sense.
0: Wyden says rather than being concerned about her daughter, she believes the neighbor was trying to use the system to punish a single mom who was apparently a little too reminiscent of his ex-wife. She says it's a problem when anybody can report anybody else whether there's a reason or not.
1: 20 years ago, my very first junior board position was on a child abuse prevention services board. We were talking about how stupid and broken the system was 20 years ago. Never in my life did I think I'd ever go head to head with them. Here I am 20 years later, the system is still just as broken. And it's actually gotten worse now because now everybody and their brother has a cell phone. So anybody can call any time. Now they're getting even more stupid phone calls to even more outdated equipment. And we do have a certain level of rising judgmental parenting, misogyny towards women going on in our society. So just now everybody's calling for any reason they can think of. And there's people that have been deliberately using the system to harass women for years. They know it's going on and no one has done anything about it. And that's exactly what was going on in my case.
2: From our organization's point of view, we also see a lot of folks calling us trying to get lawyers and services because they're being targeted in some ways. So they are, it's part of a custody dispute, it's part of a pending divorce, it's part of an abusive relationship in terms of power and control by their abuser or their abuser's family. And so there are lots of instances where it's frankly just adults using the system against other adults.
0: That's Rachel Ruttenberg, Director of Policy at the Heartland Alliance and former Executive Director of the Family Defense Center, a legal services organization representing parents and caregivers who've been investigated for child abuse or neglect. She says while the system can be sent to hurt any parent, it's especially used against families of color who may have less means to fight back.
2: In a New Yorker article, they called this phenomenon the new Jane Crow because of just the staggering numbers of children of color who were being taken from their mothers. And it's really, truly this institutionalization of using the child welfare system to separate families in this way when potentially i would put forth that potentially lesser extreme means could be used to help that family solve whatever issues they were facing
0: Wyden and her family were dragged through an investigation and after she got a lawyer she was quickly cleared in about two weeks rather than the 60 days she'd been told to expect but it still wasn't easy
1: mine was closed very quickly because it was an obvious really obvious false report and that was part of the reason why i allowed my daughter to go on the interviews and allowed the camera crews into our homes because i wanted people to see just how ridiculous the whole situation was and then also because i hired an attorney who's an amazing attorney and excellent at dealing with these kind of cases they do things by the book then that was something i really couldn't afford to do that money came out of my son's college fund they spoke to my daughter my son myself inspected my home, spoke to our pediatrician. It was crazy.
0: Even so, it's no slam dunk that an unfounded case will be dropped or parents not found guilty. In some jurisdictions, parents get no hearing during the investigation, even though they can appeal. A finding of abuse obviously can result in children being taken away. And the threat of even a low-level child neglect finding can hurt a family badly.
2: They can be on the state central register which is a registry of people who have findings of child neglect and child abuse, and depending on the allegation, it can be between 5 and 50 years that your name can be on that registry. And that will impact mostly your career, especially if you have anything to do with working with children or around children, but it also can prevent you from volunteering at your child's school or being the little league coach. So that can have some pretty dire consequences in terms of how a family wants to live its life and have parents and children sort of living together and supporting each other as they grow.
0: With consequences like that, cases like Wyden's bring up a lot of concerns about how we expect parents to do their job and what means others have to do something about it if they don't like it. In many states, virtually anyone who sees what they consider a child in danger can call authorities to report it. That's laudable as far as protecting children, but what Wyden and her family went through is far from rare. People sometimes call child abuse hotlines because kids are playing unsupervised in a park, not seeing that a parent's watching from their house across the street. Other parents get reported simply because they let their children walk to school alone. Today, we seem to expect that parents need to watch over their children constantly. Stranger danger run amok.
2: We're getting safer as a society is the bottom line, and yet I think that our, our perceptions of what our society is like and our feelings about it don't reflect that accurately. The fact that we all have these personal devices, cell phones, on us at all times that feel like they're making the world a lot smaller. And at the same time, the onslaught of information on social media and sort of what's going on with the news media makes the horror stories bubble to the top. And those are the things that go, quote, unquote, viral. And therefore, we're sort of feeding an age of fear in that way.
0: At the same time, the law is usually very vague over what's actually required of parents, what should be reported, and what should be left
2: alone. People have no idea what they should and shouldn't be doing per the law, and then therefore our culture sort of fills in for that, and that's the part that is even more confusing. Would love to see clearer laws and policies and rules, but also ones that leave room for reasonable parenting decisions. We also see a lot of mandated reporters, the professional mandated reporters, social workers, teachers, hospital and medical personnel who don't understand the law fully in regards to what they should and shouldn't be doing. And frankly, it's a very confusing set of laws, and so I don't blame them for not understanding it. But that misunderstanding then leads to calls that wouldn't otherwise get funneled into the system.
0: The end result is a culture that seems to demand parents never let kids out of their sight. But some parents think children and adolescents need more freedom than that. Some have even formed what they call free-range parenting groups to fight back. Ruttenberg has
2: joined such a group. They have their families in the northern suburbs of Chicago and have pretty thoroughly described to me a true neighborhood and school culture and of Keeping tabs of your child at all times, and that they really were wanting to introduce a lot more independence into their parenting style for their children and felt like they needed to be really brave in order to buck those norms. I found that to be really sad that that was something that was on their mind and a a true mission for them for something they wanted to change about their schools and about their culture in their communities.
0: Ruttenberg would like changes in state laws to let parents give their children reasonable freedom without fear of having a child welfare investigation thrown at them. Wyden says it's a law that's been passed in Utah.
1: Initially, when I started hearing about that free-range law in Utah, I thought, oh, that sounds a little out there. I don't know how I feel about that. But then when I actually read it and understood what it meant, it doesn't mean just letting everybody's kids run amok. It means using some common sense that if a kid is well cared for and safe, don't call the police on those parents. And then when it actually happened to me, I was like, okay, this is an example of what these laws are trying to prevent and why it's so obvious now that we need them.
0: Parents usually get their backup when somebody tries to tell them how to raise their kids. It used to be something most people didn't interfere with. But now that they increasingly do, it's no wonder there's a backlash saying, yes, there is a line between keeping kids safe and intruding where it's not needed or wanted. You can find out more about all of our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. I'm Reed Pence.
2: With many opportunities to celebrate during fall and winter, preparing foods for all the festive occasions can be both a joy and a challenge. Selecting basic foods that can work in multiple ways, such as fresh grapes, can simplify things greatly. According to registered dietitian Courtney Romano, health advisor to the California Table Grape Commission. Fresh grapes are beautiful. They taste great and are easy to keep around for everyday eating as well as special occasions. Keep some on hand for a healthy snack option. Arrange them in a pretty bowl for a classic and edible centerpiece or in small clusters on a serving platter. Use them as a special ingredient. Heart-healthy grapes can be dipped in dark chocolate for a delightful dessert that is good for you, too. Heart-healthy grapes from California are in season from May through January. Grapes of all colors, red, green, and black, are a natural source of beneficial antioxidants and other polyphenols, which may help contribute to heart health. Visit GrapesFromCalifornia.com for more information.
0: Holidays are a time to talk to family members about heart health. Encourage them to see their doctor if something doesn't feel right. For example, aortic stenosis, one of the most serious and common forms of heart valve disease, especially affects people over age 65. But Dr. Vuisilincomo of the Mayo Clinic says people who have AS may not get the medical attention they need.
2: Symptoms of aortic stenosis may include chest pain, significant fatigue, shortness of breath, and difficulty walking short distances. People often dismiss these symptoms as simply a part of aging. AS can be treated, but if it is not, it can ultimately lead to heart failure and death.
0: If you have symptoms, see your health care professional for heart function and valve check. Target Aortic Stenosis from the American Heart Association, sponsored by Edwards Life Sciences, has tools for patients and families at heart.org slash AS. That's heart.org slash AS. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Radio Health Journal is a production of Tracks Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal seen those numbers and I'm afraid they are not alarmist. They are quite realistic. COVID numbers are skyrocketing. Is it possible deaths could climb to a half million by February 1st? Then, hiccups. Almost everybody has a favorite folk remedy to try to get rid of them. They may not be based in science, but most of those remedies actually work. I think they work because they're forcing you To contract your diaphragm muscle, to twist your ribs, to wince when you're eating something like lemon and sugar. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.